All right, all right, all right. It's Dark Lord Philium from Satan Town, USA, and yours as always, Alex Peterson, the White Light of Justice. Welcome to the Great Heavy Music Podcast, Phil. Do you want to say hello to our folks at home who are perhaps not even listening at home these days? Uh, yeah. Hello. I mean, I I I also want to say that uh, I'm proud of being from Satan Town. We're not very creative with the names, you know, Satan Town, but uh, you know, we, but we like it. It's a cozy little spot in hell. Who named it that? Uh, Satan. <laughs> Pretty narcissistic guy, as you can imagine. Is it the Satan or just a regular guy like Jim Satan? Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, not Satan Satan. It's just, uh, it's a guy. Yeah, his name is Billy. Billy Satan. And, uh, yeah, he's, he's kind of, I mean, you know, he's not the coolest, but we tolerate him. Is that short for William? Um, yeah, I mean, I, of course it is. Jesus Christ. William Mon- Satan. Yep. William P. Satan. What are you? What, what's that? What's that ungodly noise? What are you talking about? Sounds like someone's breaking a stick off in your butthole. <laughs> Whoa! Um, I don't know what that would sound like. First of all, and hey, I just told you what it would sound like. <laughs> I don't hear anything, so I don't know what you're talking about. It sounds completely fine uh, on my side. What are you hearing? Oh, what are you hearing? I'm hearing carrots or twigs. Oh, Jesus. Or... Dude, I'm eating carrots. You fucking, you amateur son of a bitch. Well, here's, here's the thing. I'm a show pony. And oh. I, I have an event that's coming up. Well, what's your event? It's called the Show Pony International. It's for who has the best mane. And um, I've been eating, mane, buddy. I've been eating like four bags of five pound baby carrots each day. I'm taking the best shits of my life. What if the only what if you what if you just grew like a pony dick, but you were like a normal guy, and that was the that was the pony show. It was just like comparing pony dicks. I'd be an Instagram legend. But you didn't have like a giant man penis. You had a pony's dick. Would it smell like a pony? Yeah. Yep. Would it have flies on it constantly? If you let them just stay there, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, oh, the wonders of what life would be like with human hands and a pony dick. <laughs> yeah, I think it would be. I think it would, would be terrible. All right. Well, because you know we get random boners now. My God. Can imagine? I can I come clean with you for a minute? Yeah, I'm not a show pony. No. Well, I mean, I'm a little disappointed because I wanted to see your mane. I wanted to see you, uh, see your full, fleshed out, you know, puffy, thick mane. That's now I'm not going to see that. That's really my ass crack hair, and it is puffy and, and puffed out. It's like an afro down there. Uh, you got you take a lot of weird supplements, so I'm guessing it went right to your. You probably have an ass hair supplement. I'm an, I'm, a, I'm a health nut. I'm like the. Uh, I want the surgery that eliminates hair in your ass crack. I got a full head of hair. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous for a middle 30-year-old man. But my ass just full of hair. It's like a rainforest. Yeah, it's bad. I I don't have any hair on my head. And I have a, I have a fairly hairy ass. And I start getting hair on my back, like, randomly. Like, oh, what? It's that you time. can't just... Life can't just do that. 
um, make you that guy all of a sudden one day. No, I can. You know? Life can life can just ravage you, bro. You're like, oh, I'm yeah, at least I don't have that. And then bam. But you know what's a nice respite from life? What? The great heavy music podcast. Yep, yep, yep. You know? We're doing it. it what's, what's, what, me too. It's where we just talk about great post-2000 releases that are heavy in nature and are fucking excellent if I recommend them. And if Phil recommends them, there's a 50-50 shot. And this is where you come for peace of mind and a chance to just jam out. So, Phil, are you ready to deliver yeah. on that promise? Yeah. You're still, you know, you're still holding against me that fucking Devin Townsend banish. That's what it is. That's what, I know that's what it is. I know when you say that, you're like, oh, that goddamn Devin Townsend band. No, buddy, song, it's, album. it's Atlas Moth. That album sucked. Oh, come on. That's not that bad. That album's good. Coma Noir. Come on, buddy. Yeah. That shit was yeah. trash. <laughs> yeah, well, I disagree. Completely, everything you're saying is a lie. Well, and... today we have on deck... The album yeah. Legend by Witchcraft yep. that you sent my way. And remind the listeners what I sent your way, handsome sir. You gave me Gemini Syndrome, and the album is called Lux. The first Luscious time Lux. I've given you like a rock and roll slab rather than some metal. So I'm interested to see and hear what you have to say about it. But before we do that, we always do a segment called That's So Metal, where we find something in history in lore, in news, or in reality, that we say, you know what, that is so metal. So, do you have something for the listeners today, Phil? Yeah, I have something that I think is pretty damn metal. So, I'm going to throw it out there. Is it a um, man eating a four-pound bag of baby carrots? Because I have that locked. Uh, no. It's not. It's probably not as cool as that. But we're going to go ahead and just try it anyway. All but right. uh, I, my, my, whenever I have to come up with a, think of a legit metal story i just go to my job sometimes it, it's um it's always there as a go-to i should say and sometimes i actually throw it out there so anyway my metal story is probably about two weeks ago um this it, out front i'm working in an emergency room if anyone doesn't remember um out front they call this um like pd like a baby Family birthplace emergency response code, right? Which means like, oh my God, send the OB people down here. So this lady came and they wheeled this lady back really quick in a wheelchair. And she had this newborn as shit baby in her arms. I mean, just pop this thing out. Umbilical cord still attached and they're wheeling her back. Um, baby looks kind of blue, but they, I mean, they look fucking crazy when they first come out but me being inexperienced i'm like i don't know how how to interpret this and i was freaked out but we all ran back there doctor cut the umbilical cord uh and there was this trail of like baby poops called meconium trail of it going down the hallway so you could follow that to figure out where you had to go and the, and i'm just in there running around there's like eight million people in there doing all this shit but the whole time the mother is absolutely cool as a cucumber no no sign of distress because I guess it was her third kid so I guess she had been here before but she what's so metal to me about all that is the the degree of calm that lady had on her face in a crazy scenario she surely gave birth to her third child in the car on the way to the hospital and she acted like she was holding a loaf of bread you know they, they wheeled her back like it was not she would act like it was nothing and I thought that was wild man I would have been like what the fuck Oh my God. I mean, I was like that, and it wasn't even my baby. 
So this, I thought it was pretty metal. That lady just handled that. This is her. She's at like a fucking yoga retreat. Yeah. Just feeling the vibes of life. Was she? Is it possible that she was high? I, I doesn't seem likely. Only because. Uh, no, nah, she was healthy. You know, like I, I don't think she's okay. So she you can was, tell people when they come in and like, you know, you know people do drugs when you see them. You know, sometimes, like eighty percent of the time, you can tell. So she did not appear to have been a person who was in any way intoxicated. Just a regular lady who was just handling it like a champ. Handling it like a champion. I can't imagine how everything felt. I mean, she was covered up in a blanket because I'm sure she didn't want to be on display. But uh, yeah, handling it like a fucking champ. That's and, amazing. Uh, I was. I, yeah, I thought that was cool. I thought that was neat. She's probably there was adrenaline and like oxytocin and all kind of shit going through her body that made her like ah, feel good. Um, but. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. It was crazy. I was the primary nurse, and so I was, I was like, you know what, you know what I did. My my great contribution to this scenario. I was like, oh, I'll get a blanket, and then I went got one, and then I couldn't even find one. And by the time I got there with this dinky fucking blanket, they were already like they had the baby under the baby warmer, you know. Um, and the thing is, that was cool. She came in with the baby skin, uh, baby skin against hers because she probably knew that you're supposed to put the baby skin against yours like as soon as the baby comes out, as soon as possible. Because you want to, you want to warm it up, keep it all nice and warm. So and then the baby had a nice strong cry, you know, and that was good, good sign. So here comes worthless fucking Phil with his tattered yep. ass blanket, probably covered in smallpox. Yeah, it was way smallpox, feces. Way to go, pal! And I'm like, oh, here we go. And I was the primary nurse, so I had to make a note. My note was basically like, baby was, it came out and, and then it started crying, <laughs> professionally. That's what I wrote down. So, uh, so I was a big pile of shit in there, but uh, everyone else handled it. Like uh, the baby was metal for you know surviving. I guess, you know that uh, kind of crazy scenario. Did the you mom find, was metal. Did you find the, out what actually was the cause of the emergency? Like, what was the deal? Did you ever? No, find they, she came in with the baby still attached umbilically, so they were like, "What the fuck?" That's why they did that. They do that for like someone who is like oh, about to give birth. Or I guess someone who has just gave, given birth and they have to like, it's like a newborn baby. There's so many things that have to be done to make sure it like survives its first few minutes, you know? Yes, got so, it. Uh, Infant mortality so. rates are key to the UN statistic keeping. So God bless yeah, you. Buddy. God bless you. Buddy. So, yeah. Anyway, that was my metal story. It was a happy one. There's, I have a lot of terrible ones, but I'm going to go with a happy one. Love so it. that we can, you know, we have a nice thing to think about. Love it. Well, then let's transition from a blissful that's so metal segment into the part where we do rock paper scissors shoot anything you want to do to decide who's going to go first and i'm going to tell you a little secret are you ready for tell me the secret okay if i win i am going to go first and i'm going to tell you my thoughts about legend by witchcraft but but if i go first i'm going to keep the conclusion until the very end I'm going, okay. to, I'm going to go track by track and tell you my thoughts, but then I will not tell you my overall thoughts until the very end. However, if I lose and I am forced to go second, should you choose, I am going to tell you the moment I start my thoughts about the album. So let that decide for you where you decide for me to go if you win. Do you understand what I'm saying to you, young friend? I understand completely. 
Yeah, I couldn't care less about any of that. So let's let's uh, let's jump into the um, the uh, rock paper scissors. What's your category? Oh, you're putting that on me, are you? All right. Yeah, you're the. Yeah, it's always you, unless you want me to do it. Yeah. So just, I guess I can. <laughs> Jesus. It's always uh, you. I, I would say actually, let me do this one. I got something right now. Okay. Um, all right. This. I'm going to say it has to be some form of entertainment equipment. So like, all right. Um, like a common just, thing would be a television, you know. All right. You got, uh, God. Oh, I think I can come up with, if I can remember the names of things. Okay. Uh, I guess I got it. All right. You ready? I think. Yeah, I got it. All right. Rock, paper, Rock, scissors, paper, scissors. Shoot. Anything, Anything you, wanna you want to do. do. Huge ass speaker. A spotlight that's falling on someone. Okay. <laughs> a spotlight. How big is the spotlight? Uh, I don't know. How, how big like normal, like a Super Bowl show. Oh, like one a spotlight. Huge. Not all, like a, a single one though. Yeah, that's massive. I was thinking a gigantic speaker, like a fucking Metallica show front row speaker. Blast. Those are big too, though. I mean, well, but the light would like break and. Cut you off and shit. That's true, and the the light would pierce most likely the speaker. I don't think the light the speaker would be damaged by the light. I defer to you now that you understand yeah. my situation and how I will confront this episode. You are free to pick. All right, now I'll just I'll go. I'll go first. Tear it up, my friend. You have the opportunity right. to tell us about Lux by Gemini syndrome. I'm anxious to know what you have to say. Tell me. All right, cool. So we can just jump right into the tracks here, the track, any tracks um, uh, of the al- of the album Lux. Let me bring up my little track. First track CP. is Pleasure and Pain. I'm going to get yep, this playing yep. underneath you while you get yourself together. 2013 release, California, Los Angeles, California, okay. United States of yes. America. I was going to say that part, but that's cool. You can. Sorry, yeah, um, douche. I'm just filling so- air for you. All right, anyway, here we go. Pleasure and Pain. Um, so my initial impression is this very radio-friendly, you know, alternative metal rock stuff. Something you absolutely hear on 98 Rock, which will mean something to you if you're from Maryland, which you are. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, so uh, all of it, I mean, I'm going to be saying probably the same thing uh, often. Um, but th- um, this, uh, this song is pretty fun, catchy. Sounds like it would fit just fine on the radio. I wouldn't consider it metal. I agree that it's rock. They're listed as metal. But um, it's chuggy. It's short and sweet. Um, I love the chorus of this song. I catch myself singing it a lot. Kind of reminds me of... Um, of Tool. Tool was like the first thing I thought of when I thought of influences that, that this band may have... Uh, Interesting. Made, or, I, yeah. I thought for sure you were going to say Korn. I thought the the guitar oh, sound yeah. sound a lot like corn. I I uh, that's quite a new cross of mine. So that's uh, that's neat. I need to look. I need to compare them. I thought uh, Tool and Chevelle. Okay. I was like the the whole time I was thinking like this is like a kind of a better Chevelle. Uh, I'm glad to hear you say that because I like I like Chevelle. them a lot, and yeah. I'm glad to hear you say that you think they're better. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Chevelle is legit. And I, hey, I don't I don't say the shit on Chevelle. But yeah, so but the time. It was, it was strong. It was very good. Didn't, the, didn't blow me away uh, as much as some of the other albums you recommended. Yeah, I give it like a overall. I give it, I'm just gonna tell you, I'd probably give it like a B plus range. Got it. So strong. not necessarily great, but very good. Yeah, like I wouldn't go, oh my god, stop what you're doing and listen to Gemini Syndrome. But I would, if someone was like, hey, I like rock, 
oh, you know, but I'm tired of the same shit I hear on the radio. What's something that is new or, you know, different? And I would be like, oh, I have just the album. So, um, catchy song, really like it. I like the, I like the lyrics. We're all the uh, we are all the light of the moon. Um, and then a little bit of screaming, you know. The guy's voice is really, really distinct. I, and I really, I, I really enjoy his voice a lot. So that's the, that was the, all of that stuff kind of went through my head on the first song, except for the part where I did the overall. I obviously didn't drive an overall conclusion, but that was, my, that was what I was thinking of the first song. So we can jump into the second one, did, Basement. As we're shifting, did you happen to look at the lead singer? Like, did you see any visual? This is uh, track two, Basement, by the way. Um, okay, yeah, I saw one picture of these guys, and I don't remember if the guy looked that crazy. Aaron Vincent Nordstrom. He's got, like, this bleach white or actual white. I can't really tell. Um, oh, I didn't see that. Super dope that? goatee yeah. beard and long dreads. I mean, yeah, I, he looks like Doc Brown... Uh, and Gandalf mixed together. Yeah, I, I can't and, tell if he's uh, albino, perhaps, but I mean, the guy's got a really fucking weird and cool look, and his vocal style is very unique. I thought that you would say for sure that the uh, lyrics and the vocalists stole the show on this album. Yeah, I have to. I, I'd have to say that. He's, I don't. I'm guessing he does this. The screen part too is not like it's all him. It's all him. Yeah. 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 I th- sure. Absolutely. I mean, the guitar is legit. I mean, th- there are some good solos. Um, but this guy absolutely carries the band. Um, he's got a really cool rasp, you know, like, uh, he, he's, it's really hard to pull off. I think the half sing, half scream, uh, approach to shit, uh, and make it sound good. And he's really good at that. Um, so maybe a singing voice just has a little bit of an edge to it anyway. And, um, so that's pretty fucking cool. Davey Havoc from AFI is also great, though, and I love it. But, um. Anyway, yeah, so fuck you, man. This, this guy um, looks pretty intense, pretty fucking distinct. I can't believe I've never heard of these guys when they haven't been on the radio. I know, this I'm really some surprised. Most radio-friendly shit I've ever heard. Right, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's basically yeah. like this era's uh, uh, Breaking Benjamin or, you know, uh, Seether or any one of those things. This is absolutely that quality, don't you agree? Yeah, these guys would kill it. Uh, I mean, literally any song on here, but... Uh, well, I mean, we'll get to that. Some of the other ones that I think are even, even more so, like even for this album, like a couple of houses not on the radio. Right. Do, but, you, um, do you want me to go? To fa- good. Do you want me to go yeah. to falling apart? Yeah, but I just want to say, basement is really fucking cool. I saw that he was talking about it. Um, the the um, I guess it was the lead singer, but they were talking about when they wrote the lyrics to the song, and it was just got he has a, he has Al, albino. So I'm reading this right now. Okay. So, he says, this is blatant discussion of me being a teenager with albi- al- albinism and my conversation with God at the time and being angry about it, not trying to understand where I fit in society or not really understanding where I fit in society in my peer group. So this is what you gave me, that line. I'm get- I bet that's exactly what he's referring to. This is what you gave me. And he says, I and he says, I never asked, asked. And I never asked yeah. for it. I mean, it's this guy's the yeah. man. Yeah. The, the, the way he delivers his line is so good, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's fucking cool. Um, so, strong song. Not top three. We're, uh, got the top three start coming in uh, mid, middle. Oh, no, uh, no start- question. I, I have a sneaking suspicion it's going to start with Stardust and it's going to keep rolling because 
But anyhow, I'm jumping ahead. So track three, falling apart. What are your thoughts there? Okay. I can't save. Yeah, I can't save you from falling apart. I think it's really cool. That reminds me a lot of that Saving Abel song where it's like, or Stabbing Westbrook, where he's like, I cannot save you. Yes, yes, yes. The, uh, yeah, that kind of aggressive helplessness. You know, like it's, uh, it's really, it's vulnerable, but it also has uh, a lot of edge. You know, it's kind of a badass song. It's kind of like what I think a lot of butt rock tries to do nowadays. Um, but it's just kind of, it comes off as way whiner. I think it's does. This is legit. This seems like, it feels authentic. You know, this, um, and I, I really think it comes down to this guy's fucking voice. I mean, just kind of yes. he's stroking dong about. Yep. But, um, but yeah, uh, and they, they do a lot of the, uh, like, I'm singing a line and then, da -da 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 -da, you know, uh, uh, sort of overlapping it or, um, or, uh, Eh, juxtaposing might be the word, but with a fast, kind of aggressive thing. They do that um, a lot. They do it pretty well. It keeps everything really catchy and moving pretty nice. So, um, so this is another solid song. Nothing I, nothing in my top three yet, uh, but um, not one that I've turned off and one that I've enjoyed very much. This is a, this is a great um, gym song, you know? The driving snare drum is, is excellent. Yep. Yep. Okay, number four, Resurrection. Yeah, okay. This is, I love this one. This one, there's another influence of, uh, or, uh, that I thought about while listening to this, and it was Disturbed. This song reminds me of a Disturbed song. I don't know, I want to say it's Believe. Da -da 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 -da. It, it's just the way he, he says, I watched you burn a lot. Uh, the way he says that. It sounds like David Draymond a little bit. It sounds like a way they would do a song. You know, and um, again, this band is a fucking shoe-in for being top 40. I don't, I, I don't know what, I don't know what the disconnect here is, but uh, they should be jamming this out, or they should be um, playing these guys, jamming out like crazy on, on all kinds of fucking rock stations. But um, love the lyrics um, because it's um, it's optimistic, and I love optimistic music. Um, I love to jam out. I love this, you know. I love death metal and, and just sorrow and angst. But I really love a song that's going to get me in a good mood. And um, this lyric, this song seems to be about a person who's like a phoenix, you know. I think he said phoenix. And um, so it, it, it really, it's really something I go to when I want to like kick ass but be in a good mood. So another great gym song, something I like run to, you know, something I would recommend to somebody who. I was looking for, like I said, a new band that likes rock, man. I'd be like, you gotta go with this band. This would be one of the songs I would point out um, on this album. But yeah. still not a Definitely. I know that it's building up, man. That's one of my favorite uh, things about this uh, album is now we get to Stardust, which I have a sneaking suspicion is gonna be like, yep, this is gonna be top three. Am I right? Well, you know, I didn't have a scene in the top three. Interesting. I, like I love this yeah. song. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make one criticism. I like this. I love the chorus. I think the chorus is absolutely catchy as hell. You can't not love it. It's it's probably the softest song on the album. I want to say in terms of being, um, I don't know, sentimental. But um, I don't like the main riff. I hate it. In fact, <laughs> like I really love the chorus. I think the main riff is just generic, fucking, you know, hostess cupcake. Nothing inside. <laughs> Yeah, no, what the, you know, what, why'd you make it? I mean, it's fine, but there's eight million things. I'm sorry, I can't hear you. <laughs> yeah, 
I think you need to stop laughing. single butt rock song that has come out in the last 10 years. It's just like, what is that? I don't even know what that thing is. I don't, I don't even know what that is. And I, I've always, I've always hated us. I, I, oftentimes I'll stop a song or stop someone we're listening. I'm like, what are we saying? What is this? What is the theme here? And I don't know what that is. It's supposed to be sexy. I don't, it doesn't fit. I don't get it. Hate the riff. Love the chorus. Chorus is like perfect. So that, that song is a little bit of a um, seesaw for me. Yeah, it's a dichotomy there. All right, no, no worries. I'm not offended, even though you're completely wrong. Okay. Next track, Morning, Morning Star. Right, this, this is a top three I've uh, got to go with Morning Star. I, I thought you were going to go one, two, three. This one, uh, Stardust, Morning Star, and then the next track, which is Left of Me. Because this is like these three in a row, at least when I first experienced this album, I was like, wow, these first few tracks are great. But then these come through, and I'm like, god damn, this stuff's like fucking real great right in the middle. Yeah, this one is uh, this one's great, dude. Uh, first of all, the opening, obviously, Headbanger City. Yeah, I think he's saying sick of myself. Sick of myself. Um, just fucking so well done. But um, the the chorus is beautiful and emotional and powerful, and um, shows this guy's range. You know, I think when he, you know, when you would be a morning star, just so catchy. hits that so nice. Yeah, and um, so I was reading too about what he wrote about this song. He said he wrote this song at a stressful point in his life. It's uh, more of a diatribe about the fall of Lucifer from heaven. In that sense, a metaphor of everyone's battle with their own, uh, their own faith. Um, he doesn't want to say mis- not necessarily battle with God, but like their place in the universe and their purpose and all. And uh, like basically, it's just like a, I don't, I don't, I don't understand where I am or who I am. Um, I need some answers, kind of thing. And um, uh, so again, you know, an emotional. But a, a fairly sentimental song, um, and uh, but catchy as hell. And just, it's got a great mix of the headbanger approach to shit and the soaring, beautiful chorus. So I think it's just a great fucking song. Great song. So, totally agree. Yep. Okay, right, so, so next one is Left of Me. Left of Me. Okay, this is another top three um, because I catch myself singing this one the most. Uh, Nothing. Nothing left up. I mean, it's just, it's, it's like this breathless, choppy delivery that still manages to flow so well. You know? It's like, that, 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 that. Like on paper, if you were to write out his notes or whatever, um, write out, I don't know what the fuck I just said, but if you were to just show the trajectory, it would just seem choppy. It wouldn't seem like it would flow at all, but the guy it, it delivers it so nicely that it's, it's, it's really well done. It's, it's like he's yelling. It's like, but he's, um, he is yelling, but it, it, it's it's pretty. And so anyway, fucking awesome, awesome, awesome fucking chorus. This one also has a lot of the, uh, I think, the, the singing and then the uh, sort of overlap approach with the screaming or the yelling. Um, so this is definitely a top three. I, I absolutely, I, I've, I always come back to this song no matter what. I always make sure I listen to this song and listen to this album. And I, of all the songs that I sing from the album, this one's the, this is the, I find myself singing this one the most, absolutely most. 
Yeah. Um, like I said, man, I thought you would have gone Stardust, Morningstar, Left of Me. Those three in a row, when I get to this, this chunk of the album, I'm like, God damn, this album is great. But it's not... This one is the only one I'd leave off my top three. My top three would be Stardust, Morningstar, and then we got one more ahead of us. So why don't we jump over to Pay For This? How much do you think of Pay For This? All right, Pay For This is cool. Catchy. Another one that would be, hey, this is radio, this is single city here. Let's throw it out there. Yep. Um, I mean, they, they have released singles, but they just didn't catch, I think. Because they have, uh, apparently they... Left of Me was a single, which was a great choice. Um, Pleasure and Pain, Basement Starter, but they didn't have this one, which I think they certainly could have. But um, it's catchy, it's nice. I um, I like the, uh, the verses um, a lot more than I like the chorus. I, you know, a little bit uneven. The chorus is good, but it, it, it just, it, I think it, it had to follow Morningstar and Left of Me. Just didn't. Uh, it's hard for it to stack up, so sometimes it's it's suffering because of placement on the album, not necessarily it's bad. I love but, uh, it. not much. I love okay. it. I love this song, and I love the aggressiveness of the lyrics. It's like not sung that aggressively, but I love the one day you're gonna pay for this. I just like that. It's just a cool song to me. But let's go to the next one. Take this because this is in my top three. What do you think of this one? This song is awesome, but it's not in my top three. I always get uh, this chorus stuck in my head. Always. Oh yeah. Well, what's um, what is something that jumped? What about this song? What is, what made you go? This is my top three. Was this instantly a top three for you? No, or, no. This was, you know, from so many years of listening to this album now, it's the one that I. It was like a sleeper. It took a little while for me to warm up to it, but then uh, let me try to fast forward to the to the chorus when he screams. Right here. Now he just kind of ends it with that strong take this. Right here, I love this The way the way he sings that and then like the guitar has that optimistic resolution right after he says that that for me, it's just like, uh, I don't know, that's just like cocaine. I just... <laughs> it, I, 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 like, I love the main riff, too. That, it sounds like eerie almost, or barren. Yep. You know? And um, so I think that's... That, and it's probably the slowest song. Or, well, if you count Lux, but... And so it's definitely... The, it's, you know, it's very... It's unique in, on the album. And, um, yeah, really, really, really good uh, main riff really well done chorus and really well done verse um but and it's strong shit but my my other my top three is the next one or third in the top three is the next one babylon my favorite song on the album uh, oh really this is number one wow cool yeah yeah and uh it's funny because it, i think i follow a similar path that, uh, you know to that of you regarding sleepers this is like this is not one that i initially was i was like yeah, it's, it's cool you know but i'm, I'm gonna keep going back to pleasure and pain and uh left of me you know resurrection is a strong one morning star but uh, th this one i don't know man the past couple of days i was jamming after this and i just fucking the chorus just got me so well because he goes welcome you know welcome to the fall but the way he goes it's just so um, like you, you said resolution about the last track, and that's exactly how I feel about the second part of the chorus. 
Um, and then, God, it jams out so well at the end. It's got this heavy distortion part that is, it's like a dick. I mean, I just can't, I, I love it. It's one of my, it's one of the best things I've heard, just, you know. And, uh, and so I, I love this. It's, it, it's, it's an absolute banger. So I, this is the one that I get most excited about when I go listen to album. I, I do always go to the left of me, but I absolutely, absolutely have to hear Bad Luck. But there's no, there's no other song on, that I can listen to. Like, I don't know, I'm driving, I'm almost, you know, when you're uh, arriving somewhere and you got like enough time for one more song. You know, I'd go right to Bad Luck on this album, no doubt about it. Love so, it, love it. I'm, I'm happy to hear that. Tell love me, the fucking delivery. Tell me about the last two. We got Syndrome and then Lux. All right, Syndrome is unfortunate in the same way that uh, uh, Pay For This is for me, because it's just, it's right after my favorite song now, you know, and it's part, it's good, it's a good song. I, I think it's catchy. Um, it's, uh, it jams pretty well. I guess I would put it somewhere else. I wouldn't get rid of it, but I would put it somewhere else. I'd probably end, I got still end with Lux. Because uh, that, that's a that, that's like a a nightcap kind of thing, or like a, yeah, it's a, an a cherry it's, on top. It's an outro. Yeah. It's an outro. Yeah, exactly. Right. And so that's fine. But I, I think Babylon would have to be the penultimate track um, if I could redo it. But anyway, yeah. the, the actual song syndrome, catchy, good, um, good use of distortion. Um, I think he, I think he just. It's like I just said when I first started talking about it. It's like I feel like I'm saying the same thing over and over again. But very, he's just great at the the yell sing, the yell singing, and uh, I think this song has um, some really good examples of it. Um, not my top three, but definitely, definitely strong. I mean, what did you like, Syndrome? How do you like Syndrome? I like every song on here, and I'm kind of surprised based upon the way you're describing each song that you're giving it a B plus. It sounds like you liked it more than you're rating it. What what about it did you kind of? Why are you knocking it down a half peg? Well. Um, most, I guess, because uh, there are, I love two songs. The third of my top three, like I love Morningstar. And I, uh, well, I guess I love three, so I don't give you that. But um, I don't know. The other ones are good, but I guess it kind of feels like I've. It suffers from its radio friendliness in that I feel like I've heard it all kind of before a little. You know, I feel like it sounds, and that's not necessarily bad. But, it sounds. It sounds like, like basically well, well tread brand. It sounds like to me basically you're saying it's the genre. It's for what it's in the genre. It's really great, but it's just not your. Yeah, you know what? That's a, that's probably a really good way of saying it. Yeah, that's that's a that's a that's that's true. It's. I think I'm just not. It's kind of like when I recommended Kill Switch Engage and it was a metalcore, and it was like this is a good album, but it's. I'm not really big on. You know where this is. You know where this is coming from. Category. Right. Right. I got and it. so yeah. So that's probably yeah. That, that's a good. That's a good way of putting it. Perfect. But um, but with that said, I would always jam out to Babylon and really Morningstar. I mean, the top three are top three for a fucking reason. They're good songs. Well, uh, and Lux is a good outro. It it recaps. Seems to recap Morningstar, right? The second I'm like it kind of yep. echoes through that. So I was wondering why they chose that. Um, I don't know if they. I was trying to listening and seeing if they did that with like, oh, it's just every every song, a piece of every song. But I don't know. It kind of seemed like not. It seemed like maybe they were doing mostly Morningstar stuff. So I was. I thought it was really interesting. If I ever we ever talk to these guys, I would like to ask them about 
you know, what that's about. I know. I would love to talk to these guys. Absolutely. But I'll give you, I'll kind of end this uh, on a very positive note for you. If you haven't listened to their second album that came out in 2016, Memento Mori, there are probably as many hits on that one as there are in this one. I had a really tough time deciding for you which album I was going to recommend. This one I picked because I fell in love with it first. I came across these guys before they had released the Memento Mori. And by the way, for anybody out here who really likes what you're hearing and you like this band, uh, support them. They're putting out a new release in 2021 this year, so it's going to be great. Um, but Phil, I beg you, definitely check out the new one, the, the 2016 release, and then the new one that comes out this year, because I have not heard a song from them I disliked, and there are some good ones on Memento Mori that I think you may like more. This one, I believe, was a more complete album, and it came to me first. But I think the highlights of Memento Mori, you may like more than the highlights I'm of this one. At, okay. I'll, I'll absolutely check that out. So give that a little bit of a ride. Okay. All right. right. So are I you are you ready? Butt. Are you ready to shift gears into witchcraft? Yes. I want to hear what you think. I'm curious. You know, I'm curious. I was confident when I recommended it. All right. So I want to see well, how I stacked up here. Because you had the choice and you decided for me to go second, as you uh, so bluntly stated you couldn't give a shit less, here's what I'll tell you. <laughs> this was the perfect album until the last two fucking songs, Phil. What All the right. fuck? I mean, it was the perfect album. And then they had to go and choke on their own cocks by putting a fucking 12-minute snooze fest in the second-to-last track space and then they put some fucking forgettable turd as the last song. It's like the album must have, the, the label must have said to them, hey, you better give us 50-something minutes of material or it's not a full album. And they were like, well, you know, we fucking had it perfect, but then we threw these two little turds on the end for you. Am I wrong? Uh, I don't think that end has any reason to be 12 minutes. And I, um, but I don't mind, by definition, it's a perfectly reasonable song. It's not as good as Dystopia, which is would have been a great end. Yeah, I, thought, I can see why I think that. I, um, I dead, like 12 I, minutes is completely excessive. I agree. The the second to last song called Dead End is 12 minutes, and then by your definition is five minutes and 11 seconds. They've made this album exactly 17 minutes and 21 seconds too long. If they would have ended at Dystopia, I would be saying. This probably top to bottom would have been my favorite album you've referred me to. Like, whoa, buddy! I just wow. I fell in love with the vibe, man. Like, oh yeah. This oh, yeah. this first song, I, I wrote. I got a bunch of notes here for you that I kind of want to share with you, even though I've given you my conclusion first. When I first heard this, and he, he comes out, tell me, Mr. Officer, and it's just so badass and swaggery. And, it's so much swagger, absolutely. And, and then I said. The first minute, there's a different band than what I got. That was cool. It was like turned down, almost tuned down punk. And then it shifts into a Doom song at like 235. And then the solo at 310 is super fucking solid. And then it's so bizarre how this song just ends out of nowhere. I'm going to fast forward. Like, it rebuilds this super dope solo. And then it just ends on like a fucking cliff. You notice that? It's like a guy raced to the edge and slams on the brakes. And the song's over. Yeah, sure, that's true. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, but how, just the delivery. Absolutely punky. But there's clearly, like, stoner, doom, rock uh, yeah. kind of vibe. But, but listen to this real quick for the listeners, how it just ends. 
<laughs> that's true. Yeah. That, that's so <laughs> like the vines or the strokes or like some, that's just a, like a punk, I mean, yeah. indie kind of thing. And then they go into flag of fate track two, which is four, th- four minutes and 36 seconds. I said, nice riff, real nice bass work here underneath. Oh yeah. Open. Oh yeah. Oh, dirty, oh, yeah. dirty bass work. And then I said, mm-hmm. then, so after that last song, you're like, what am I, what kind of album is this going to be? And then you hear this song, and it makes me feel like it's going to be a stoner, doom kind of rock album, where I kind of think I got more of the vibe of what they were going to do. Did you, mm-hmm. you like the first thing was so varied, but I love the vocal style on this song. Really cool. And um, when he says, commence the funeral, I have terrible singing, but that, that part gets stuck in my head every time. It's plaguing in my mind, the chorus. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, you know, I uh, this one, I don't know though, because to me this one is a little more doom. But then they, I think they do stuff that sounds like the first song again. So then I'm like, it, it, I think the album is just kind of sprinkled throughout, you know? I love how they tease you right there. You think you're going to hear the chorus, but they don't. They do that a couple times in the album where they like oh, yeah, tease, that's true. Yeah, they they tease you yeah. with the chorus riff, but they don't tell you. And then they sing it. And you're like, ooh, bring that yeah. back. And I said, uh, my notes, I think, were funny for this. I said, they commence the funeral. It's plaguing in my mind. And then crunch rap supreme after. They just crunch it so hard <laughs> after that chorus. And then after that, they take it for a ride and wrap it up. Really solid song. For a while, this was in my top three. Okay, yeah, fair. Totally fair. Um, love, love this song. Flag of Fate, number two. What do you think? Uh, I I think this band has a really great chemistry, and that his the, the when he starts to sing and how he sings fits the music so well that um, and I think it's really encapsulated in this song. Just the, and, you know, your flag of fate. It's eerie, and it's also a so I think this song is kind of the perfect um, example of their their sort of stoner rock credentials, uh, you know? Totally. Great, great song. After I heard mm-hmm. this song, I was like, okay, I'm in for a real nice treat. I know it. So then I go yep. to the next song, It's Not Because of You, and I will tell you, this is no joke. You can ask Katie or anybody else who's in my house. The first time I listened through this album, I stopped on this song and listened to this song probably 15 times in a row. <laughs> really? It just got it's good, it's good fucking song. It just got stuck in my head so hard the chorus I couldn't even stop and then the way at the very very tail end how he says it, you know it is because of you just it's it's all because of you like it was just so perfect we've all been there when you're in denial and you're saying it's not because of you and then you say it is. And Of course, uh, yeah, you're like, well, I'm uh, you throw your tantrum you're like, all right, I'm going to come back to reality. Yeah. So so this yeah. one the more I've listened to it, it's cooled off a little bit. Like it's, it doesn't make me have a boner anymore, but it's damn close. It's a, it's a chubber, but I, but still, it's in my top three for sure. I, I love okay. this song. Fucking awesome song. Um, yeah. So to me, like, I think this one's a little bit uh, like less stonery rock and more of the garagey sound. You know. De- um, definitely. And so, yeah. So, uh, yeah. I know, and that bass is behind a boom. Yeah, they're like the fucking amorphous of the stoner rock band. Every riff they do is good. Um, and so, yeah, fuck it. It's not my top three, though, but I do like it a lot. Interesting. Okay. Well, I love this one. Anybody who would be on the fence and want to hear one song to see if they were into it, 
I'd put them to this song. This song just got me hooked, man. And I saw a live version on YouTube that they played, and it was fucking killer, too. So love that song. I said this song is actual crack. Yeah, hell yeah, I get that. And that's another one, too, where they do the riff and how it teases you into the first verse with the chorus and the ooh under the singing, but it doesn't sing the actual chorus. So I said this is the Passchendaele of the album. Okay, an alternative to freedom. This one has been the, the slow grower in my brain. The okay, yeah, absolutely. blissful but not content, overjoyed with sentiment. I have woken up in my head playing, I mean, a disproportionate number of times. You, you gave this to me several weeks ago, and now here we are, and I am like still twice a week waking up with just that line in my head and I don't know why but this has really crept up into my top three and it's headed to this place a few others but god I love this song I said the vocals steal the song the instrumentation is good but nothing particularly memorable probably the slowest overall tempo on the album but it's just the way that he leads you to this statement of blissful but not content overjoyed with sentiment it's so beautiful it is um, I always have that line if you pass away too early you don't need to worry I don't know why that's in my head all the time but that is um, it, it's another really creepy song it's creepy it's a whispery it's almost mocking in a way I don't know and um, yeah it's a fucking great song uh, um, not in my top three but uh, strong work nonetheless and I love the line an alternative to freedom it's like you have to hear a song that's called that right don't you I mean you just yes. have to yeah, and then you have another album, another song on here called Democracy. I mean, I think these guys are politically motivated, which I think is clear in the punk kind of vibe. In some, okay. of, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, sure. Yeah, for show. For right. show. Okay. I wanted to make sure we get this in before I change tracks. I want people to hear that blissful but not content. It's such a fucking perfect line. It just speaks to a people who are happy but they're not satisfied. You know what I'm saying? Hell yeah, buddy. Absolutely. And it's just like, I think it's from right here. This one has been a grower on me, man. I love this song. Okay, let, let's go to uh, track number five, Ghost's House, which I think the pluralization is kind of funny. This is the one that got displaced. I think uh, an alternative to freedom bumped this one because, God damn, I love this song too, buddy. This yeah, little, man, this is a top three of mine. This, that echoing vocal as it just first... Yep. That, God, I, if he did that for 45 minutes, I'd listen to that. Just, I agree. I was like, I don't want to stop doing that. That, that, that. And then he starts to do it. Like, yeah. It's not like a stutter. I'm, just, yeah, I'm like, starting it over so people can listen to that again. Just the way that vocal introduction comes in, I wish you would do that the entire song every second. Such a cool effect, man. And especially mixed in a song called Ghost's House. You know, it has that... Yeah, absolutely. The, uh, yeah, the, uh, the effects absolutely match, uh, go with yeah, the vibe of the Totally. I said tempo speeds back up here. 
The repeat lag-like vocal to the opening of this song is memorable. I love this song. Don't quite know what the fuck Ghost's House means. And then his quote, Ghost hides in the passage and spirits overhead. I thought that was super cool. And I said, very graveyard riff. riff. You know, these guys are from Sweden, yeah, oh too. Yeah. You, these guys are from Sweden, you know. And, and as yes. is Graveyard, which I gave you a little bit back. And I definitely felt like these guys, I would be shocked if they haven't toured together. This kind of... Oh, yeah. Didn't it, a hell of a concert, buddy. Didn't it give you a similar vibe? Oh, yeah. I, I was thinking, I had these guys in mind when, you, when I was listening to Graveyard. Uh, um, it's like, uh, oh, this reminds me of which, you know, this is uh, sort of that... Um, you know, swaggery, fucking, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to smoke a Pall Mall and a pickup truck, fucking, because I'm gritty, you know, yeah. yep. stoner type deal. Totally, totally. Like, you want to be part of the masses. It's got to be a little dirty if it's going to be right. Exactly, yeah, exactly. But the fucking chorus here is uh, always in my head. Don't complain, don't fret again. Yep. Love it. Yeah, this I mean, is... Just, the way says, face your foes. I love the way he said that. This one got bumped. It was close, but this one got bumped by an alternative to freedom. It just, I couldn't stop with that blissful but not content overdose sentiment. But this is a great song, man. This why, at this point in the album, I'm like, damn, I, I feels the fucking man. How did I not hear these guys? This is the fucking shit. And then, uh, you know, it keeps going on, just keeps getting better. So, White Light mm-hmm. Suicide comes up next. This is my number three. Love. Oh, yes, this is my favorite song on the album. Is it? God, I love this song, bro. Yeah, it's fucking dude. When he okay, it's 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 almost reminds me of Neil Young a little. Where the way he says anything that's made with heart and soul, um, but when when he goes, it gets us down, and then it stops, and it, it picks up big time, and then it, when it gets to that part, where he goes walk courageously into the fire, and it gets so heavy and intense. And then at some point, I forget which line he says, but it goes, it's like a weird effect. But buddy, I put that in my notes at 4.15. That, listen to this effect right here. If he did this uh, for yeah. 20 minutes, I would listen to this shit. Right here. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely the best banger ending of any of them. Dude, just the fucking jammer right there. I love this song. I was listening to the other day in a store, and I was like, this is this is definitely my favorite fucking song. <laughs> it's so good, um, man. Yeah, it's great. When, um, he, when he gets into this echoey part, he and he does a... Yep. You know, you know what? You, you gotta be having a good time. You gotta be like, you know, it'd be fun. This is something for some cool fucking. Yeah. To- totally, totally. It reminded me. I don't know if you'll ever get this reference, but do you remember the show from M- MTV when we were kids called Syphil and Ollie with the sock puppets? I don't think I saw that. Oh man, they had a song called Yeah Whatever, and it was just the sock puppets, and they would dick around with each other. And there was a part where they would do that kind of vocal, yeah. And it sounds like this, and it, man, dude, it just burned in my brain. And I said, God, this is a great <laughs> fucking song. Yeah, so, that is strong, buddy. So, White Light um, Suicide was definitely my uh, top three. Absolutely. All right, you want to go to the next one here is Democracy. Yeah, yeah. Tra- uh, track seven, I think, you know, to this point, I'm still feeling great, still loving this album, every bit of it. This song, to me, was a little bit... It was the lowest point on the album to, the, to this point. Like, it was only three minutes and 49 seconds, so... Um, 
I thought it was cool. I didn't dislike it, didn't love it as much as the others. I thought it was perfectly appropriate, not particularly memorable. Is this in your top three, or was it just uh, kind of there? Yeah, this is my top three, and I, I've gone back and forth um, between this and uh, Deconstruction as my third and top three. This is the first song. Mm -hmm. So I've, I've sort of bounced back and forth. I'm currently pulling the train for this one, currently riding this one for my top three. Um, I just love the, I, it's got so much passion. It's obviously when he starts saying, you know, fuck your heroes, screw your gods, all the uh, generated politics. Just just someone fed up with a lot of everything bullshit, and I, who, I mean, who can't relate to that, right? I just, I just fucking love that part. So. This one, to me, is a victim of the placement. I think I'd like it more if it was before all the ones that I love so much that I want to hit replay on, like, three times. Right, right. But by the time I get to this one, I've been listening to this album for, like, Two and a half hours because I replayed like four songs three times. So <laughs> this one I get to a little bit long in the tooth. And then you go to Dystopia, 647. It's a little bit long. You know, I'm kind of like, eh, it's not as engaging. It has a little bit of symbol work. And it makes an already, you know, too long song longer. And in my mind, the album stops here. Like, this is the last track on the album, and I envision that the true last two tracks are bonus tracks that I don't listen to. All right, uh, so sounds like you got it all wrapped up in a nice bow. So since uh, I basically despise the last two th songs and think it's fucking ridiculous that they're even on here because they ruined what would have otherwise been the perfect album, why don't you take it from here, friend? Tell me why I'm wrong. That dead end doesn't suck donkey cock at 12 minutes and 10 seconds. I mean, it's not probably a bad song. It doesn't have to be 12 minutes. I, did, I was a little, uh, when I first got to that, I was like, oh. I didn't listen to it and it was fine, but yeah, it just kind of keeps going. There's not, there's a, there's a good part where it just gets one note, two, you know, doom vibe going on for a while. It's a final. I love that stuff. I love that emphasis. Uh, it's like a softer version of that uh, sonata. But we're, uh, that one song, uh, New Horizons. You know, I like that stuff. Um, so I kind of thought you would like that one. Because um, it's just very simple. Not droney, but it purposely sort of banal, you know? And it, um, it just made me mad because you know how Siren from Graveyard High Singing Blues comes in? towards the end and it's like nine minutes and it's just this epic adventure and it's got so many variations and so much just like rich spoils you could listen to it three times it would fill a half hour and it would be the best half hour ever and I thought that that's what this was going to be I thought this was going to be like this fucking epic journey and it's just the same mundane shit the whole fucking song I, uh, I think they tried I guess they tried something because they, they clearly are uh, willing to throw some goofy shit out there and, and, and it worked a lot of time. I think they just were like, let's just go along, let's just try to jam out and be like, I guess, I don't know what, uh, a proper boom band and <laughs> have a long as shit fucking song. Right, I guess. But, I mean, yeah. you know, I, I fell in love with this album so much that I even went back and listened to the earlier discography. Have you gone back and listened to the early stuff yeah. before oh, yeah. they signed? Yeah. It's, Dude, it's yeah. rough. Think, it's shitty. Yeah. You, the first two yeah, albums are like shitty. Yeah, because I, I went to um, I went to Metallo because they're on the Encyclopedia like, Town. And the first two albums they have, people are jocking. I'm like, all right, cool. And I went and listened, and I'm like, I don't get it. 
No, people are stupid. If that's true, yeah. people are morons because the first they sound like they're re recorded in a fucking tin can. This sounds um, this the production on this album is impeccable. Yeah, yeah. The album Firework, the second album, has four reviews at 91%. I've heard some songs that were pretty, pretty cool, but I, I don't think I'd, I wouldn't put it over Legend. And Legend has 86%, but only two reviews. Anyway, the point is, totally disagree. This is the best I've heard from them. Oh, uh, by a so. mile. You did a great job in recommending it to me. I'm super happy you did. I love the vibe, but as far as I'm concerned, these last two tracks are just dead to me. So tell me. After Dead End, after 12 minutes of that exact same thing forever, by your definition, another five-minute song. What do you think of this one? I think it's a perfectly good song. I like this song. I do. I don't, I don't, dislike, I don't hate it like you. Uh, I, don't, I definitely don't dislike it like you. But I, it's one of those album songs where it kind of reminds you a little bit of um, Gemini Syndrome, where I'm like, this I don't think should be like a closer, although technically they're, they're, you know, the closer was Lux, but point is it doesn't there should have been something else at the end here. uh like a uh, fire definition could have been thrown into the uh, right in the mix and the between two and three you know why not it didn't have to be the end the dystopia would have been a great end because it's great that's it would have been great to end it on a slow note that's exactly what i said buddy that's exactly what yeah. i said i don't know who was giving them advice but they should have ended it all on that point and they would have had an album for the ages yep but uh, i'm glad you're really into this, uh, the first uh eight songs because I, I've been sitting on this one for a while, man, and I was like, God, I probably should recommend this. It's pretty strong. And I keep, uh, I'm like, well, but then when you um, already heard Hypocrisy, I was like, all right, you know what, fuck, I'm going to go with Witchcraft. I'm throwing it out there. I'm so glad. Buddy, I could make this the new theme song to the show. Like, I, this riff, the, the bass riff with the solo on top, and then when he does it, <laughs> it's cool as shit. It is just so the coolest cool. shit ever, man. Totally. It's like the spirit animal for this show. I want that to be the sound. When people think yeah. of this show, I'd want them to think of just standing on a stage with long hair, a fucking bass guitar just repeating the same boom, 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 and then. <laughs> yeah, get your fucking selves ready because this is happening. Yeah. Record scratch. Right. <laughs> totally new song. Exactly. Uh, yeah, man. But overall, if the album ended as in my mind it does on Dystopia, it's an A plus plus. One of my favorites. You've given me one of the most like in love I've fallen with a new sound uh, that I've had in a long time. So great call on your end with those actual two last songs. I gotta dump it down to like an A minus or a B plus because it's just one of those where it's like, I feel like I'm a teacher grading a paper for my favorite student, and they went and yeah, they had to they, fuck it all up. Right? Or like, yeah, they were just they were just acing everything, and then they just turn in this clunker of a paper at the end. Yes. Like, well, you didn't even fucking try on this one, man. Come on. It's like yeah. what yeah. the fuck just happened here? Yeah, right. Like you phoned this in so bad. <laughs> exactly. I, mean, I, I can't even fucking. I mean, what are you doing? Clunker is the perfect way to describe it. So, yeah. all right. So, so uh, I have one for you that I am so excited about. I have gone back and forth on whether I should give it to you now or later, but I can't hold back anymore. It's it. gone too long. 
It's called Dracula Swing of Death by (laughs) Jorn Land and Tron Holter. Have you ever heard of it? Uh, Yeah, I have that on on repeat every day. (laughs) Dracula Swing of Death. (laughs) I, I can't wait until you just get into this album a little bit and see what it's like. It's going to be pure heaven, pure heaven. Right. I can't wait to hear uh, what you have to say about that. So go ahead and tell me what right. you got for me, buddy. Okay. I have one for you that I teased you with uh, a uh, like last week. It's a throwback. I really, I'm really curious if you even thought about this album in, in, in a long time, but I'm going to go with uh, a perfect circle. Mare de Nam. I don't know that I've even heard that album. Hold on, let me see the cover of that before. You've absolutely heard the single, the big single from it, Judith. A perfect circle. When you hear Judith, you'll go, "Oh, this fucking song! It's going to be that moment." I, I had when I was a kid, I had the one with the pepper over the face. So that was the thirteenth step, not the pepper. The like yeah. the crow. It's like a sl- it's like a slug pepper. Yes. Okay. So Murder Nom. Yeah. I never had that one. That's a two thousand release. Yep. All right, I'm going right to check it out, brother. Off. I'm going to definitely okay. check it out because, you know, I mean, Tool's fucking standby, and uh, what's it, Maynard is just stunned, so I'm sure it's going to be great. It's, yes, and when you hear Judith, the, the big thing, you're, you absolutely will go, oh, well, oh, fuck, I forgot all about this song. Like, yeah, this is a good song. I can't believe I've ever heard this in, like, 20 years or something. Not 20, but... Yeah, 21 years, probably. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, like, it's... Yeah, it was the shit back in the day, and, and I, don't, I, I don't remember what maybe think about it but i was like oh i'm gonna throw this one out there because this album kicks ass because i started listening to the gym and i was like fuck yeah dude i'm throwing this one in there all right buddy well you know what we're gonna end this on our usual all right a mitch hedberg joke that you know i think you said in one of these episodes he just makes you laugh genuinely every time it's never forced it's just genuinely you read and you're like god damn this guy is so funny i like vending machines because snacks are better when they fall if I buy a candy bar at the store, oftentimes I will drop it so that it achieves its maximum flavor potential. <laughs> yeah. Just such a twisted, beautiful mind. All right, brother. I, ne- next oh. time I will tell you about Perfect Circle, and you're going to tell me about Dracula Swing of Death by Jorn Land or Jorn Land and Tron Holter. And I can't wait, buddy. So until that time, this is the Great Heavy Music Podcast. I'm Alex. That is Phil. Phil, you're the man, brother. I'll talk to you later. Thank you, buddy.